Welcome to episode 10 of The Lydia Project. Is 10 podcasts significant? I don't know, but it feels like it. A bit of a milestone, so thanks for listening. I'd love to say we went to Melbourne to celebrate this somewhat significant milestone, but actually I was going anyway and just took the opportunity to do an interview for The Lydia Project. So today's podcast took place in the home of a generous, warm, hospitable and fun woman called Ali Rogerson. Ali didn't always live in Melbourne, so have a listen to find out how she ended up there and what her take on Melbourne life is. Okay, so Ali, how did you become a Christian? Well, it's a pretty boring story actually. It's just I've always grown up in, I suppose, in a Christian household, so I've always just known God, his figure, and that was just how I was brought up. Went to Sunday school each week with the family. And I can distinctly remember in third grade going to Sunday school and having this talk and do you know believe in God and all this and so I went home and sat in the bath and I don't know why but I just can remember sitting there going yeah I think I do want to be your friend Jesus Aww. and so that was when I was in third grade and then I did stick the whole normal kind of yeah I'm a Christian but our church when I grew up wasn't particularly youth focused so they were there, they were there and I went there because I had to go but I wasn't an avid youth group goer and so then I decided to do the whole teenage kind of rebellion, not hugely, I think like mega, but just sort of, you know, had a few drinks with friends and stuff like that. And it was a bit of a gossip and a bit of a, you know, not a gossip, but just a normal teenage girl. I loved high school, had a great yeah. high school in life. But um, if now I look back at it, it probably wasn't the way I was supposed to be going. But well, I wasn't terrible. Like, yeah, like, I don't have too many cool stories to tell, but. So, <laughs> and then. We don't, we don't really want to yeah, hear them. Yeah. So then after, after, um, my HSC, I, because I can remember distinctly, because I had to go to church during my HSC. Mum goes, come to church, I might help you with your HSC. And I remember just sitting there with church going, this is boring, taking my biology books. So I was more <laughs> interested in reading my biology book, really, because it wasn't particularly youthish. Anyway, so then I went overseas for a year and did an exchange. And then I came back and my girlfriend said to me, oh, I've, turned, I've gone to this new church, Alison, in St Paul, in Castle Hill. You should come to it and come and meet my boyfriend. He's really hot. <laughs> And I went, oh, okay. She goes, and there's really hot guys there. So I probably went to St Paul's Castle Hill looking for... No shame, Ellie. No <laughs> shame. <laughs> so I know how you tell your kids don't... It's not about relationships with other people. It got me there in the end. And yeah. I was still kind of a... Like, I was a Christian, but not particularly practising very well. Yeah. And so then um, I went to church and went, she's right, there's some really hot guys here. Where I met my husband, he wasn't one, no. He wasn't the one that I actually found hot. <laughs> I was actually liking other guys that got Hot me back on there. The inside, yeah, Ellie. I'm sure he was. He grew on you. He kind of like, you know. <laughs> but um, he always says, yeah, she went to church because of the hot guys, but we always fails to mention that he wasn't actually the one. <laughs> but now it's But now there. he is, totally, totally. And then I realised that uh, this church was really cool and there's lots of fun people there and I got really heavily involved there. And so there was no real time then I recommitted. Yep. But then I thought, actually, my Christian life isn't really what it's supposed to be. And I was going out with a non-Christian, so I broke up with him and sort of got really heavily involved in the youth ministry there. Yep. That was very significant for me, probably the next four or five years, um, being on the Crossfire team and um, sort of discipling young girls. Yep. And so I suppose that's too... Probably isn't the way to do it, but I was being discipled as I was discipling, because like, I had a very good... There's something um, quite authentic about them, yeah, though, at so, the same time. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like, because yeah, you're yeah. growing and they're growing. You're helping other people. As long as they don't know that I'm still kind of at the same place as them. <laughs> no, it was very good. But um, so we had a really strong ministry team there. And so I was a leader of leaders, and then I had leaders above me. So it was really helpful. Yeah. And I would say 
that was a very significant time for me in my growth. Yeah. So what was it at St Paul's? Was it um, the teaching or was it sort of the stage of life you were at or was it that there were a whole lot of people who... All of the above, I guess, because I was led by Tim Hawkins and he was amazing. Like, he's taught me so much on, in youth ministry and how to minister. But it was also... I'm not sure if you know that much about Castle Hill, but it's like the Bible Belt of yeah. Sydney. And so it's like big, you know, Hillsong, Anglican Church, Catholic... Christchurch, all that kind of thing. And so it was cool to do youth on a Friday night yeah. and it was it was fun and that was my social life. Like I had I went to uni and did arts, so it was pretty there two or three days a week. <laughs> I used to have Thursdays and Fridays off and I would spend Thursdays and Fridays just preparing for Friday night youth group for the kids and and then we'd all go out afterwards. Yeah. Like and it was just fun. Yeah. It was just people who were at my level, mm. who were my age and didn't necessarily have to drink but mm. they weren't prudes either but it was just lots of fun and and it was good teaching and I think St Paul's itself was a good teaching mm. and it was just um so it was a kind of, so it was helpful that it was the kind of thing you did but I do think that the ministry was really it was really well thought out Tim had a very good vision and he had very good people in place to minister to leaders and mm. yeah. and so for your own kids now I mean they're growing up in a Christian yeah. home like you did yeah do you ever sort of, you know, worry that they're going to kind of drift along or like do you kind of want yeah. them to have that experience I earlier than it, yeah. you did? Or? I do. And because I didn't, I actually didn't experience Crossfire as a kid. Yeah. And I look at it now and I just go, oh, just, can we just move back? Yeah. Like, because our church here at the moment doesn't have a youth group and so they go to one, which is fine, just down the road because why reinvent the wheel and it's they love it, yeah. but it's just so small and I think about the camps and I'm thinking, oh. but then I have to rely on God saying it wasn't the camps, it wasn't the, it was it's the actual word that was actually teaching them and, um, and even though this youth group was great, it is good, it, was, it did have its faults too, like it got so big you could just be this little person and, yeah. and there is a massive fallout from when you leave high school to yeah. uni. Um, so I do look at, when we go back to Castle Hill to visit family, I just think, going, oh, it'd just be so much easier. Like I look at my niece and nephew and, you know, they're Facebooking, you know, Bible verses and, yeah. and then they're doing this with youth and this and that. And, and I was just looking at a clip the other day from it and I was like, oh, that was my home church. That was, and it just seems it's just so easy for them because it still yes. is trendy to go on a Friday yeah. night. Whereas where we live, it's just like Molly and Liam are, wouldn't have a Christian friend in their school. Yeah, and if they Facebooked a Christian Bible yeah, they verse, yeah. they'd really have yeah. to think about the effect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And my oldest is a bit more, yeah, she's um, she's more out there. She doesn't care what, what yeah. people think. Because like I was driving home the other day with a, with a group of friends from rowing and she was going, ah, oh, quite quite openly, oh, I've got to go and sing at church tomorrow morning. Remember what time do I have to be there? And I was thinking, I sat there and I thought, good on you. And I yeah. was sort of, I actually myself went, oh, what are they going to say to that? Like, and I mean, what? Alison, she's not worried. Why are you worried? Because I was just going back to my high school years, I think, thinking, well, you wouldn't have spoken about that at school. Yeah. But she was like, yeah, I've got to sing at church tomorrow. And I was like, yeah. And which is good. I'm really yeah. glad she's like that. So after working in an Anglican church in Sydney with your husband mm -hmm. for a couple of years, you guys decided to move down here yep. and work with the Anglican Diocese of Melbourne. So how did that come about? Well, I think we were just, yeah, doing our thing in Sydney and... Someone actually came and saw Shane and said, oh, have you ever thought about Melbourne? And which is kind of God looking at Shane going, <laughs> laughing in his face because Shane was always, Mel we always had that Sydney-Melbourne thing. I didn't particularly, but Shane was like, I remember the first year we got married. I said, let's go to Melbourne. 
What you want to go there for like our anniversary? That's so funny because he loves Melbourne now. He loves it. And like he hated it. For, when we first went to it for our first year anniversary, he's going, what are we going to get in Melbourne for? Melbourne sucks. Like, <laughs> Melbourne does the wrong, you know, road code, code of football. What are we doing? They're idiots. <laughs> yeah, and so someone sort of said to him, oh, have you thought about Melbourne? There's this church going down there. Someone would be good. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, we'll see. And, and I was never, I love Sydney itself for the people. I like my family's there and all of my friends. But I was never, like, I don't have to live in Sydney and I don't love it that much. You know? mm. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'd be happy. And I think I do things like that. <laughs> like when we went to England once, I said, yeah, we'll do that. And then I realised when I get there, like, oh, hang on, I've left this is really big. house. I've left all my family back in Australia. Yeah. And then when I got to Melbourne, I was thinking, you know, I took four kids down there. I went, yeah, oh, I can't just ring mum. just can't do that now anyway. So, I mean, it's still very close. But, yeah, so we decided let's go to Melbourne and give it a try. And it was a big move for us because... Liam was going into prep or kindergarten and Molly was in year two and I said to Shane, look, seriously, I'm sick of moving around a lot. If we're going to move, this is going to be a significant move for at least 10 years and that would make Molly probably year 10, year 11 and she won't want to, and she'll think of herself now as a Melbourne person. So, well, Liam, and I said, so what are we going to do? Like, that's significant because mm. do I want to move all my family there and then go in 10 years time, are we moving back to Sydney and probably have to leave Molly there? Am I willing to do that? And, and I sort of, then I sort of waited up and I went, well, I could stay in Sydney and she could say at the end of year 12, I'm going to Canberra. I'm going to Melbourne to do uni. I'd be like, so as much as I love to stay with my little family, mm. I said, I can't control that. And, mm. and even now, like the first couple of years, Molly would always say, I'm, I'm a Sydney girl, I'm a Sydney girl. And now she goes, no, I'm a Melbourne person. I like Sydney, but yeah. Mm, so they've, sort of put their roots here and, and I love Melbourne. I yeah, really so do. tell me some of the things you love about Melbourne. I, I had uh, lunch with you yesterday, so I know one thing yes. you love about Melbourne. <laughs> it's got good food. <laughs> and we have, and I must admit, we have moved to an area of Melbourne, very hard to minister to, but it's very trendy and very cool, which yeah. is Pran and Chapel Street. So um, it's it's a nice place. It's a it's friendly. I think it's friendly. It's got great transport compared to Sydney. Oh my yep. goodness. It's got good art, food and sport, like, and I'm not a huge sport person, but I do love, like, people are so passionate about their sport. It's hilarious. Like, yeah. it's a bit of a joke sometimes. But, like, when we joked before that we're now AFL members, um, you do go to the game and it's the whole family goes. Like, it's a family, your whole family goes. It's like, in rugby, I still think it's a bit of a blokey kind of, let's go to rugby. And it's a bit more blokey. Whereas your yeah, whole family goes and everyone gets involved and the whole, it's, it's a, so, it's so a great event. So when people talk about it being a religion, that's part it of totally it, isn't is. it? The whole family goes. The whole goes. family goes and yeah. your whole, and as soon as you meet someone, oh, who's your team? <laughs> right. So yeah. Yeah. So, wow. So, but um, it's team or school and what school do you go to? Yeah, it's just got art and stuff everywhere. Yeah. Stuff, see, I'm not even really arty myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's just got things. But it's, yeah, and I, I do like that and it's. It's very easy to, it's very accessible and yeah, I just think Melbourne's fun yeah. and it's very secular though, extremely secular. Probably, yeah, so just you as mentioned much as Sydney probably. But your kids don't have any Christian friends at school. Not at school. So um, that, And I think the difference here to Melbourne is that in Sydney you can basically go to an um, Anglican church, I'm only saying Anglican because we're um, in the Anglican diocese, um, and know that, yeah, you're going to get a good sermon. Mm. Your music might be a bit different. You might, and so you kind of go to the church. You can be a bit more picky in your churches. You can say, oh, look, mm. the guy's going to be a good sermon, but I don't like this part of the church. So yeah, I'll just check that big one. Or yeah, too, too big, too small. Or, or the yep. music's 
a bit more traditional, I'd rather a bit more of a mm. contemporary. But it's usually solid teaching. It's pretty, mm. you know, you, you can, there's many of church you can try. Whereas here, it's every, uh, you could just go, like, there might be one evangelical kind of church that you think, oh, okay, and then you go, oh, that's Anglican. Okay, that's interesting. Mm. It's very liberal or mm. up with camp. Yeah, so it's, mm. it's quite, it's not as, yeah, obvious. And so you mentioned where you live now, it's a hard place to minister mm-hmm. to. Is that because it's just typical inner city people? I are think so, yeah. I mean, I say that, and I mean, you could go, but then I could go out to the, um, out, out into the, what do you call it? Suburbs. Suburbs, that's the word. I wasn't going to say country. <laughs> the I not say country, I think I was real snob. <laughs> Suburbs. And now they have their, it's, it's all relative, isn't it? But yep. I think here, we live in an area that's extremely wealthy, Mm. extremely wealthy mm. but also extremely poor so I was pointing out that to when we walked yesterday mm. there's like um, housing like it's like in Redfern but the block it's just mm. they're just everywhere and then the street we just went past was like you know three million dollar houses well your street has yeah, amazing know, houses yeah. On it. <laughs> like look at our house here the rectory actually um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Vicarage, actually, sorry, it's in Vicarage. Vicarage, Vicarage here. Yeah, so we've turned from Rev to uh, Vicar, so we're now the Vicarage. Um, yeah, so what was I saying? Yeah, so it's really it's and so a lot of people don't need God; they've got their money, and that's their God. And so it's quite hard to, um, yeah, to minister to them, I guess, because mm. you know they they can behave by everything. And I mean, I'm sure if you dig deeper, they're they're not happy. But mm. and then you've got the um, Department of Housing people that are struggling and and yeah and I mean I like we try like I mean that's where I'm going today to work mm. at the um, drop-in centre but it is hard like mm. I don't come across as I just I try to relate but I don't know ex- where they're at completely and like I mean that's my own issue that's something I've got to work on and how how do you how do you relate to them without becoming feeling sorry for them and. Mm. Or even how do you relate to these rich people when I just look at them and go, oh my goodness, that's just another world. You know, I've got a really good friend who's mega rich and she'll just say something and I'll just sit there going, are you serious? Like, her problem, and you're like, really? Is that a problem? First world problems? But, but to her it's important and you're yeah. like... But see, Ali, I think you're really good at just being down to earth mm. and being yourself. Mm. Like, you are actually talking to people from yeah. housing commissions, people from the $3 million houses. Like, you're actually mm. friends with them yeah. and that's... That's really yeah, encouraging. Yeah. Thank you. I don't know. And um, so apart from sort of the, the ministry kind of challenges, um, what else do you find hard about living away from family? Because you and your mum are quite close. Yeah, yeah. That's my biggest problem is like yeah. just when you go, like you just can't ring up mum, the kids. Someone's, you know, got to go. Vomit. <laughs> someone's got this big rash thing. I probably should go to the doctor. It's growing outside its ears and stuff. Can you come and look after the others? Yeah. And I can't do that. Yeah. And just when, like, I was just writing this morning three or four birthday cards because it's a big February month and it's my niece's 18th and I was like, so I want to be there. So I want to be there. And I'm like, should I just quickly surprise her? But I was thinking, she probably wouldn't be as excited as I would be. (laughs) I don't think she'd be like, oh, yeah, thanks for coming, Auntie Ali. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you're so close with your mum. Yeah. And my dad. And your dad. (laughs) Tell me... um, Tell me what happened when you got engaged. <laughs> okay. I can't remember. I think it wasn't that funny. So we were going, we were down in the rocks and um, and Shane was walking along and he said, oh, he sat down on the um, this 
like just on the rocks and he's sitting there, I think he was right about to ask me to get married. And we sit on the wall and we're sitting there and he, I'm just kind of looking around, this is really pretty and he, and he bent down to his sock and he got this thing out and he goes, oh, you know, I really love you and rah, 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 I'm going to spend the rest of your life with you, blah, blah, blah. will you marry me? And I, <laughs> I, <laughs> and I just went, oh, bullshit. Me. I mean, probably said it at night. Probably didn't say bullshit. I probably said bull crap. I don't know what I said. But apparently I said something to that extent, which I can't remember now, but people do tell me I said that bullshit. And he goes, yeah, yeah. And I go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, who knows? I said, I said, give me your phone, give me your phone. And he goes, what? I said, I don't ring my mum, I don't ring my mum. And I'm in. And he goes, is that a yes? <laughs> and I go, yeah, of course it is. I'm stupid. Yeah, of course it is. And I just rang my mum. And he, he should have known then that my mum would have a lot to do with my life. He's probably thinking, oh, he should have turned and stopped and said, oh, crap, <laughs> the mum's a little bit too heavily involved. <laughs> and my mum and dad knew because he did do the right thing and asked my did father. He? Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. Good on him. He's well, a good egg. Yeah, well, my dad was just as bad, apparently, when he answered, asked him. He was down, he's coming down the driveway. He's oh, Mr. Scott, Mr. Scott, I just need to, I just wanted to ask you something. He goes, oh, I'm just going back to go up. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's fine. He goes, I just wanted to get permission. I wanted to ask Ali to marry me. And he, my dad said, well, like blubber. He goes, oh, 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 yeah, okay, gotta go, go, go. Yeah, you're gonna be fine, Mike. Yeah, you're gonna just drive off and she's just going, okay. He told me later, he goes, your dad just kind of cried and, yeah, yeah, that's fine, goodbye. Go and tell Dot, Dorothy, go and tell him, Dorothy. And he just cried and drove off. <laughs> Such a silly sausage. Cries at anything. Cries at a country practice. Oh, anyway. bless. Yeah. Um, thank you for telling that yeah. story. I like it. <laughs> um, and I didn't swear. No, no, no bullcrap, no, no, I'm no. sure. <laughs> yep. Um, and, but you were so overcome with the emotion. That's right. Moment. Yeah. Um, so you're involved in a drop-in centre ministry yes. midweek. Yep. Um, what other kind of things um, do you do around So, church? and then I do a playgroup tomorrow. Yep. Uh, lead a playgroup without children. Is that commitment or what? It is, it really like, is. My kids are at school it, and but I'm it, it must change a lot, it's like, because you don't have that yeah. kind of... and that's why I do it, because I recognise when I was at playgroup, it, all, it was always good to have someone there that didn't have kids because mm. like last week there was a lady who was trying to breastfeed and that kid was like you know punching people and doing stuff mm. and bored so I was playing with him or mm. or we get to hold the babies while the mum's playing with the kid and mm. and just just talking to mums mm. and I just cut the fruit up and do the craft and so I think that's really helpful mm. and I like I actually really enjoy playgroup still and like um so I do that on a Wednesday Thursday we have women at one yep and that's just like a you know community group Bible study because it's just not more it's not just about the Bible it's about the community so women at one we sort of hang out and we were, it's quite funny because we were talk, talking there last week and beginning of the year so we said oh what do we want out of this and a lot of the women because it was just kids running around the front and saying and they said oh we do like to study but we just do like just talking to women yeah and praying and so a lot of the time we'll do a study but it's a very very short study and then we'll spend a lot of time just praying and sharing prayer points and and it was funny because last week there's seven, it's about eight of us at the moment, six of us are pregnant. Wow. And, yeah, and I'm, which is not me. Yeah. And the other lady who's the children's and family worker, she's like even older than me, 50 or something. And I just said, oh, oh Helen, we're going to get back, you know, going to get back into it. So back we can go. And she's just like, no. <laughs> she's like, and I actually. for your church, though, to have yeah. six. And it's so good for them because they were just all talking so, and chatting yeah. about it. Hopefully it will. God willing, it'll all come to yeah. fruition. But, um, yeah, it was so funny because we're both just going there. We'll just be the aunts. Oh, and you mentioned Sunday school teaching. Yeah, oh, well. oh, yeah, and so Sunday school lessons and, yeah. you know, morning tea. And then we had yeah. a more 
community group here on a Monday night yep. and we do a lot of hospitality. You do do a lot of hospitality yeah. and yeah. I love that your hospitality is just like you. It's just what you see is what you get. <laughs> Come on over. We've got a big house. What are you saying about your room I put you in last night? Perfect. I can't even change the sheets. That's good for me. I feel very comfortable here. No, seriously, because you're obviously so welcoming. You've got guests staying from two different countries and a different city. Is that the time of saying it's time to go? I was probably wondering if you were. See, the rev. The rev. <laughs> um, oh, I think it's great. I think it's great that you just, you've just got to just do it, yeah. don't you, with hospitality. You can't wait till life is perfect or house is perfect or anything. Yeah. Um, now, we've got to finish up. Oh, I've got so many more questions I want to ask you. Um, tell me, what fills your tanks as a Christian at the moment? Um, well, <laughs> at the moment, um, I, am, I find it hard. Like, I love when I do... Um, so, like, I went just recently to the scene. Apart from Shane's sermons, yeah, of course. That's right, when I'm here in, when I'm yeah. in church. I mean, Sunday school. Um, I do, like listen to podcasts of, or sermons online mm. if, if I get the chance, but I'm very lazy because once I do get the chance, I probably fall asleep half the time. So I'm which ones tired. do you listen to? So I've had listened to Tim Keller before yeah. and stuff. I mean, just yeah. one of those, I don't use, listen to a lot, or I do try and sometimes listen to the sermon, but yeah. we listen to it during, which I struggle with sometimes because it is Shane. I find that hard sometimes yeah. just to talk, listen to your husband yep. and to sort of not look at him going, why didn't you make the bed this morning? Yeah. Why didn't you bring that washing in? That would have been helpful. Oh, hang on, you're my, pre- you're my, you're my pastor. As That's well. right. Yeah. Um, so I do like listening to um, different people. I don't have anyone in particular. I like yep. love. Yep. Um, and like, so I went to CMS summer school the other week and it was the first, like it was just a conference and it was, I sat there and listened to uh, Vaughan Roberts and it was good, like mm. just to actually sit there and not have kids going. I didn't, didn't have to do Sunday school, I didn't have to go and assign my kids in at eight, still them at three. And I do enjoy, and when I do get off my butt and actually do read my Bible and do a um, study, I do really enjoy it. Yeah. I really, and I do enjoy Monday, I mean Thursdays at Women at One, yeah. when we're just talking and getting into the Bible and encouraging, so that's but it's not happening enough all the time. But then that's yeah. life, isn't yeah. it? Thanks for your honesty. So, and I do enjoy a good song. Yeah. Like, I do enjoy a good worship time mm. when it's, and I find that really helpful. And, and I don't know if that's because it's easy, but I do like to listen to it and, and I like to put on the music in the, in the house and sing away and, you know, do my own little praise, you know, singing, I should be up the front, yeah. <laughs> sing in the shower? Okay. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Uh, look, we're going to have to finish there because I know you've actually got a meeting five minutes ago. So yeah. I'll have to. But if you, yeah, you can always ring me. Yeah, I could always just come to Brisbane. Yeah, come to can, Brisbane and to be continued. That's right. Dot dot dot. Because yeah. there there's more to more yeah. to learn about the lovely Ali Rogerson. Thanks, Ali. <laughs> no really appreciate you talking to us Thanks. on the Lydia Project. Woo-hoo.